Good morning, and welcome to Quest PM. Uh, this is Mike Meyer, the plant doc, uh, coming at you right now. And uh, for the next hour, we're going to be taking your calls and uh, asking your opinion on uh, pretty much anything going on out there. Today is, uh, what's the phrase for uh, Friday again? Free for all Friday. But I did have a little bit of a topic that I wanted to start off the day with today. And if you wanted to talk about that, fine. If not, you want to bring up something else, hey, go for it. But, you know, every day we hear scary things on uh, TV and uh, papers, radio. uh, And it seems the news media has sometimes put aside true journalism for higher ratings. And they do this uh, with what I call shock stories. These sensationalized stories, you know, many times refer to something that has to do with, you know, our health and well-being, which makes sense, as that's, you know, something that everybody's got a stake in it and they can relate to. But many of these stories are based on exaggerations and sometimes some outright lies, too, unfortunately. And the networks and the media and the rush to produce something which will grab our interest often forget to uh, fact-check these stories and hold the uh, authors accountable. So what's the outcome? We hear stories on the news which, you know, either knowingly or unknowingly uh, by the reporters is riddled with inaccuracies and misrepresentations. Instead of uh, giving us only the facts, opinions are being offered but hidden and disguised as facts. And unfortunately, uh, many times, popular opinion and sometimes even policy is affected by this. Now, the way they're able to get away with doing that, you know, writing uh, or covering, you know, these stories is by the use of certain words, which, uh, while they may sound factual, are nothing more than someone's theories or opinions. And uh, there are words which I call useless qualifiers. And if you listen to the Plant Doctor show before, you've heard me uh, bring this up. I try to do it about twice a year because it comes up a lot in uh, use with uh, pesticides. But uh, there's these words that are used to make someone's agenda appear as fact. So when these qualifiers are used, they make the story appear to be factual while it's nothing more than someone's theory or agenda or sometimes outright fiction. Some of the words that uh, they've used sound important and convincing when mixed into the rest of the story. And other words like the word can, C-A-N, are easily hidden, but they can they change the story from fact to fiction. Uh, you know, Joe Bob shot a man in the head or Joe Bob can shoot a man in the head have two totally different meanings. Uh, both types of words are unfortunately... Uh, <laughs> They take something boring and turn it into something that's sensationalized and dire. And these words are nothing but dangerous fillers which turn real fact into a long stretch of the truth. Some of these words and phrases are, and but not limited to, might be, believed, conceivably, maybe, alleged, credible, feasible, can, possibly, uh, almost certainly, most likely, research shows, and uh, presumably it would seem, or my favorite, and pay special attention to this one here because when you hear it, it usually points to an outright lie, statistics show or prove. Okay, getting the idea? Now, uh, those are only a few of the words and phrases. There is a lot more, and they are meant to qualify the story when you hear them. 
But you should realize that when you do, do hear these, that you're not hearing facts, but you're hearing somebody's opinion. If you were to take a story, and I've done this, and it is amazing, and I dare you to do it, too. Uh, I don't care what side of the aisle you're from, uh, where your political uh, beliefs fall, because both sides are, I've seen Fox News pull this stuff, and I've seen ABC and CNBC uh, pull this. But uh, you go ahead and uh, get a printed article, uh, go to something that they have online. Now, I wouldn't use a uh, Sharpie pen on your computer screen, but if you do it on a newspaper or print it out, you can do it. And redact any one of those words uh, that I mentioned or, uh, you know, anything that comes close to it, anything that is not factual. And redact every one of those words out of there. Then go back and reread that story again. You're going to find out that it... <laughs> the story takes on a whole and different brand new meaning. And stories like this have cost us countless of dollars in, uh, in time and subjects. Uh, I mean, back to my own uh, profession, bee decline, the Roundup slash GMO scare, and even the dire uh, consequences of the emerald ash borer. I mean, a lot of decisions were made on the emerald ash borer that did not have to be made. They've even influenced uh, foreign policy in respect uh, to the DDD scare back in the 60s. Uh, that combined with the movie Silent Spring forced a change to an entire industry. And this one still affects us today. You know, First off, how many of you out there still think that DDT is harmful to wildlife, other than insects, of course? And because uh, popular opinion, most people believe it does. It's going to kill the eagles or whatever. That's a bunch of baloney. It was proven wrong. But, you know, those little uh, wonderful facts and tidbits are hidden. And, uh, you know, first off, uh, too, you know, or secondly, how many, uh, when they hear the word pesticide today, it still brings up and conjures up horrible thoughts, right? Today, uh, you take uh, the word pesticide and the scare derived from it from DDT. And, uh, you know, you compare that to how many people died across the globe from diseases like malaria and yellow fever, Zika, encephalitis. See, DDT was the main insecticide used back then to fight these things. And without that, you know, and having any other user-friendly options available... Uh, countries stopped spraying, people started dying. Well, once again, this practice of bad journalism has been impacting our lives directly again. Uh, this is not new, but it's been in the news as of late. And it's my belief uh, that this is how the scare on vaccines causing autism has started. Uh, many people are against the vaccinations for this reason alone. And now their and other people's lives are directly on the line once again. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, take care of a little bit of news, a little bit of business, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM. Go ahead and shoot us a call or shoot us a text at 785-7914. And we're back with Lacrosse Talk PM, and in between phone calls today, I was bringing up uh, the uh, current scare about having, uh, you know, uh, mandatory vaccinations. And um, I... We were talking, I was talking earlier about uh, uh, how the news brings up certain 
key words that makes a story's uh, change in a story from an opinion to make it appear as fact when it's still nothing more than an opinion. And we've had a couple uh, people uh, send in uh, uh, texts here. Uh, one of them, uh, definitely true, is if this is found to be true, uh, Phil sent that one in, and uh, Tom said uh, that numbers are facts too, uh, and that is 100% right. Uh, numbers represent truth as long as the rest of the information that's given with them is factual. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, as far as the vac- you know, vaccinations go, this is where it really starts, you know, hitting home. And... You know, lives are on the line, and the questions that arise are, you know, should the government be, government be allowed to vaccinate uh, people against uh, their will or certain, for certain diseases and against their will or against parents' will? And if one chooses not to vaccinate their children, do you think they should be kept away from other children in public places? Uh, should parents who do not vaccinate their children lose the ability to have insurance cover uh, their children if they contract the uh, disease? Should they be held financially responsible for anyone who w- was infected or harmed by the disease if it can be traced back to their children? You know, these are all viable questions that need to be answered by these uh, people that, uh, you know, do not wish to vaccinate. Now, personally, I've got my own theory about how come autism's on the rise. In fact, I'd like to know your opinion of uh, what I'm about to say, too, because uh, you're a millennial, and uh, it, this one here takes into account something that a lot of millennials do not like to uh, deal with, and that's uh, personal, you know, having it your own fault. And mind you, this is 100% theory, and I've got absolutely no evidence to back it up other than history. And it wouldn't be your fault because you're a millennial. It would be my fault. (laughs) But uh, autism started its rise when the children in the 1960s and 70s started creating their own families. And there was a very, very common denominator other than the vaccines that were present at the time. Uh with a high percentage of the people from these uh, generations uh, that they were involved with. And to my knowledge, not a single study has ever been done presenting this idea. Okay, I was born in 62, so I was right in the middle of all this. And I will admit it, I was born into the drug culture. We were the generation that was lost in space for quite a few reasons, Uh, some of them a little bit more literally than others. Now, you take an entire generation of kids who's still growing up and maturing and developing during this period of their lives and start goofing around with mind-altering drugs, and, hey, I was guilty. There is no doubt about it. Uh, And it's very conceivable that it could have an adverse, you know, effect on their offspring. And I still don't, I have never seen a single study done on that at all. And I think that seems a heck of a lot more plausible than uh, vaccinations that have gone through countless and countless studies uh, that basically all prove that they're okay. What do you think? Hang on for one second. Go ahead. You don't think there's been studies on, like, what psychedelic drugs do to a fetus in the womb? Is that what you're thinking? Not so much the fetus in the womb. 
But, uh, okay, we were taking them as teens. I started smoking dope at 14 years old. And it was what kids our age did. It was this culture of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, mm-hmm. literally. And uh, I'm not talking about pregnant mothers uh, doing drugs, you know, uh, right. at that time. I'm talking about doing the drugs as our bodies was developing, sure. developing and what effect it had on them. And I've never seen a single study done on that. And to me, that sounds really, really logical. That I mean, granted, we were doing some pretty screwy stuff back then, and it had to take an effect on us. And maybe it just didn't show up until uh, later on. But if you've got an opinion on this or anything else that's going on out there in the news, go ahead and uh, drop us a uh, phone call. Number down here at Wisdom is seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. If you want to weigh in on my theory or uh, if you've got something else you want to say, it doesn't have to be about uh, the vaccinations. There's plenty of other things on uh, the news right now. Uh, we've got, uh, yeah, this one here really opened my eyes uh, last night. I saw this on TV. Uh, Democratic uh, Wisconsin Senator Fred Reiser is introducing a bill that would ban uh, wildlife killing contests in the state. Now, all you know, at first quick glance, that sounds, okay, yeah, I could live with that. You know, nobody wants to make money on killing the wildlife. But how many fishing contests are there out there? And how many big buck pools are there out there that that's going to have an effect on? Uh, so I was like, hmm, have to look into that one a little bit deeper. Uh, and also another really popular topic right now, too, is the uh, toll roads. Is that a good idea or bad? Uh, um, let's see here. We've got Josh said, a very wise man once told me you can make statistics say anything you want them to say. It all depends on what scope you are viewing, viewing it to, and what uh, sampling you're using to make the statistics say what you want them to say. Josh, I 100% agree with you on that. And I, my statistics teacher actually called statistics back in college. Learning to lie using math, and that's basically what it is. Statistically speaking, a bumblebee can't fly, but yet we all know it does. Uh, and let's see, Debbie sends in, critical thinking is a goal. Don't believe everything you've read. Thanks for reminding the listeners in Radio Land to check the sources of uh, information. And thanks, Debbie. And it's not just the sources of information, but it's, like I said, when you have those wonderful little uh, catch words in there, it can come from really good sources and still be meaningless. It's somebody's opinion once you start throwing all those words in. But uh, please go ahead and give us a call. The number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914. I think we might have a couple of calls coming in. And uh, or you can shoot me a text too at seven eight five seven nine one four as well. And we have a caller coming in there, Rick. No, nope. okay. So uh, my idea on the toll roads is it a good idea or not? And personally, I do think it is would be a good idea if uh, the roads the money was spent on uh, <laughs> spent where it was supposed to be. I mean, you go into Illinois, which is toll road state, 
And uh, we just had, uh, we went on vacation this past year, and we took a drive down through Illinois, and we drove from top to bottom and back and forth on, on the way back. And, uh, you know, the uh, toll roads are beautiful. They're in great shape. But you get off the toll roads, and <laughs> the roads are horrible. And I think the idea of, uh, in most cases, uh, the money from the uh, tolls is supposed to go to supplement the money that's being spent on the upkeep of the highways. And that would free up, you know, more money for other roads. So, at least over in Illinois, they've got these beautiful toll roads, but you get off the toll roads and the rest of them are crappy. And uh, I would not want to see the same thing happen here. Uh we all know too well that the government has a really hard time spending our money correctly. And uh, I can't really see uh, where that's going to work in everybody's favor, to be quite honest with you. Okay, let's see. I believe we're up to a break now. Yep. Yep. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a break, uh, take care of a little bit of business, maybe do a little bit of news, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM. And lacrosse talk PM in just a minute. Give us a call. Number down here at Wisdom is seven eight five seven nine one four. And we're back. And uh, today, in between phone calls, uh, we're talking about uh, all sorts of uh, things. If you want to bring up uh, vaccinations, uh, if you wanted to talk about the uh, you know, possibility of uh, bringing out tolls, and there's it's just not tolls either. Uh, I know uh, they've talked about the uh, Pratt tax, uh, 0.5% Pratt tax. Evers has floated the idea of the uh, gas tax. Uh, you've got the tolls. Or, you know, there is one other really modern way of thinking that you can really get the roads taken care of. And that's spending money wisely. Uh, instead of wasting Tons and tons of money, and hey, this happened under Walker's watch, too, so it's not just, uh, again, at a left or a right issue. But, I mean, these idiotic uh, things going up all over the place, these uh, roundabouts where they're not needed. I know a lot of people like them, fine and dandy. Personally, I don't. But uh, they're going up in places where they're not needed, too, and that's just ridiculous. Uh, throw a roundabout up just for the fact of throwing a roundabout up is uh, stupid, Costs a lot of money. And uh, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways of, uh, you know, actually uh, saving money. <coughs> Excuse me. And another thing that came up uh, this week, too, uh, at least at my house, and we could talk about, is uh, the education system and all the days they get off. Uh, today, my kids had off up in Holman for, get this, a mental health day. They were just off all last week due to cold weather and snowstorms. I don't really think they need to have a mental health day off this week. But they get one a year. And also they get a half a day each month uh, for teacher progress days. Uh, it's uh, the first or second Wednesday of every month. And then, of course, they've got the end of semester days. And plus all the vacation days and summer vacation days, and I'm sure there's a few other days that I've missed in there. I, man, when it seems that uh, yeah, they go back to school the same day that I used to go to school on, 
And we used to go to school until, uh, and then I realize it's different in different areas, you know, different parts of the country. But, I mean, you guys, for the most part, get out the mid to end of May in this area. Uh, back east, I used to go to uh, the end of June. And we still all went back to uh, school on uh, Labor Day, or the day after Labor Day. So, uh, yeah. I think we're going a lot more days back then uh, than we are right now. Okay, we'll take so, uh, let's see, we got one out there. Eric. Eric is on the phone, so let's go ahead and jump over to the lines. Good evening, Eric. What did you want to uh, chime in on? It seems like these school closes are happening more and more and more and more and more and more. They never end. I think they're more attuned to the teachers and the administrators than they are to the students. Because this didn't used to happen this much. I know it's been bad this winter a little bit, but mm -hmm. I must say. Well, I think it, there's a difference between the school closings, too, uh, you know, the inclement weather closings, and uh, these crazy well, days that they have off. But the point is, this is happening more and more and more often, and the only solution is paying more tax money to the school district so the teachers get paid more money because that's all they care about in the beginning anyways and that's the way it's going to go for as long as Tony Evers is there and I thanks okay thanks for the call Eric and uh, and okay uh, yeah that is definitely one way of looking at it and you know when I first came out here I was amazed that the different types of uh, care that uh, they did to the roads out here as compared to back east. And uh, back east, we actually got a lot more snow than uh, we get out here. But the big difference was is out here in Wisconsin, the snow that we generally get in November is still on the ground come April. And... Uh, Back east, you know, you get uh, two feet of snow and a couple of, you know, by the end of the week it's gone because we were, had all the nice warm ocean currents and everything uh, that would, you know, blow in the warmer weather and, uh, you know, wind up melting things off. So that in itself necessitated a different type of care. Uh, but also we had a lot more ice back there than uh, we did out here. So, and when there was ice, I mean, you can't go anywhere when there's ice. I don't care how good your intentions are, how good of a driver you are. If the road's got a quarter inch of ice on it, you ain't moving. And it would be crazy to have school in that case. But uh, with just the snow, it would take a lot to get the schools to uh, close back in New York. Uh But not as much as I've seen it out here. I've seen... Uh, you know, kids go to school, five, six, seven inches of snow, not even get a delay out here, uh, where back in New York, two-hour delays were fairly common. Uh, and I see watching the uh, news in the morning that it is common with a lot of, uh, you know, some school districts, but the main ones, your Holman, La Crosse, Onalaska, West Salem, uh, the big school districts, Sparta, it's very rare that they actually use delays, and I can't for the life of me figure out why they don't do that. 
as long as they get in uh, more than an hour's worth of uh, classes, I believe, they get the uh, tax money. So I don't know why they don't use the uh, delay system out here as much as they did back east. You got another caller coming in? Tom. Okay, let's jump over in. Good evening, Tom. How are you? Good. Good evening. I don't, I've never heard your voice before. You must be new to Wisdom, eh? Uh, no, actually, I've been here at Wisdom for about, oh, heck, 17 years now, I think, but I'm the plant doctor. I'm usually on Saturday mornings. Oh, okay, okay. I'm always working on Saturday. I never uh, hear the radio. I'm sorry. Oh, I won't hold that against you. I hear the voice. Uh, and I've, I have listened in a little bit. I'm a big birch tree lover, so maybe uh, I've heard you talk about them a little bit. But anyway, okay. um, I just wanted to chime in. I'm, I'm on a local school board, and I, I like Eric's perspective. I didn't hear everything he said, but I'm... A little disappointed that Tony Evers hasn't pushed more school choice. I, I understand he want to have clean drinking water, and that's also important. But, I mean, that's his wheelhouse, his education. He's been doing it his whole life. And, and school choice is the way of the future. I mean, education savings accounts. And, I mean, I was at the school board convention in Milwaukee, and it's the school the, the uh, school choice or the voucher program is just spreading like wildfire across the state. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't surprise me because I moved here um, for the schools, and I haven't been disappointed. And, and my schools, uh, my kids went to in Holman. We used their district a lot, and we did Internet school, and and we really liked the choice. So I, I think uh, I, I'm disappointed that whatever your topic is today, maybe it isn't education, but I've heard some education talk. But I think school choice is huge, and I think it's the way of the future. So. Okay. Tom, let me ask you a question. Uh, since you're involved with the uh, schools, uh, what do you think of Common Core? Well, I mean, yes, that's a great question because one of one of my peers on my on the local board I'm on, she um, she works with uh, challenged kids a little bit, and I actually have a middle school degree. I've taught some. She likes it because it gets commonality. There's one thing about it. There's a lot of transient people in this world. Occasionally, they change jobs and move in and out of areas, and and when you have challenged kids a little bit or challenged households, maybe that's the best way I can describe it. Common Core has some commonality, so that they they come in and out of the system a little more easily. So. I mean, I, I am, I'm not a huge proponent of it. I've heard a lot of things about people don't like, but I, I don't have uh, full knowledge to say it, to throw it all out. I do think it does have some value as far as some consistency. And a lot of times kids, unfortunately, teachers, and I have a heart of a teacher, I, uh, they, don't, they don't teach. They're, they're forced to be parents, too, and that's unfortunate, but mm-hmm. that's part of, the, part of the game, I guess. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a... Uh, uh, it's got its values in some way, so I, if that helps answer, I guess. Okay. Um, well, I thank you very much for your call, Tom. And yeah, have a nice weekend. You too. Have a nice Take weekend. care. Okay. Right. And let's see. Uh, we've got uh, how much is a toll in Illinois cost to drive through? Thanks, Tom. Uh, be honest with you, Tom. I don't remember how much it costs to drive through. Uh, let's see. Northern part of Illinois, going uh, down through uh, and around Chicago, we were hitting like thirty-five cent tolls every hundred feet. I think for a good portion of the time. Hundred feet. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, I don't remember what they were uh, down below. Uh, there was just a lot of them. 
Uh, and, you know, that's a different uh, thing, too. Different states have different ways of doing tolls. Sometimes you've got the uh, change, you know, the little change basket that you uh, pitch a change into, and you try to beat the red light and, you know, make the bells go off as long as you get the change in. Tolls also cost money. Mm-hmm. You have to make them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you yes, have some kind yeah. of, like, system to accept that money. I mean, look at the parking ramps in the cross. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. There's no doubt about that. And... uh but there, you can get by once they are made, and I guess you can make them uh, rather cheaply, I guess, with the Easy Pass system. They've got that a lot back on the East Coast. Uh, I know it was in Pennsylvania. It was in Virginia, Maryland, uh, Indiana, uh, and I believe New Jersey, too. Uh, where the states that I uh, went through that had Easy Pass, and that's a really neat thing. I mean, all you have to do is have this Easy Pass sticker on your car. It has some computer chip or something like that in it, and you drive through the toll booth and you get a bill at the end of the month, and uh, you pay your bill uh, for you know the amount of uh, usage that you have. I mean, the tolls the tolls range all over the place, from like sixty cents to you know a couple bucks, mm-hmm. two bucks, three bucks. Depending on where you are. So there's no, like, how much is the toll. There's no way to tell. And, you know, also if it's, like, on a, say, if you're coming in uh, to 90 down in uh, Chicago, and where do you get off? Uh, They might have the tolls to where you pay every, you know, so often. Or uh, you might, you know, get a ticket. And it depends on how far down Highway 90 you go is, you know, how much you're going to be charged. Uh, so, I mean, there's all sorts of different ways of doing it. So, uh, you know, the, uh, questions are out there, though. Uh, and the other thing, too, is proper spending again. Uh, yeah, how much money could, uh, you know, be used with that? And good, uh, instead of going with the cheapest contractors and everything else, uh, on some of the, you know, bridges and stuff like that, you know, Get a decent job, uh, pay them a little bit more, make it last a little bit longer, so uh, it lasts, you know, those things last longer or what have you. Uh, Maybe with some of the roads, too. Uh, I know on a local scale, we had those issues going up uh, Bliss Road. Not to open up a really sore spot, but hey, nobody's been calling up, so uh, maybe we should open up a sore spot. But, uh, I mean, how much money was wasted on Bliss Road? Uh... And the repairs to that. And when I saw the way they were doing it, and I have a construction background, but I'm not an engineer, I knew darn well they were going to have problems with that uh, just by the way they were doing uh, the repairs. It did not take a man with a really sharp eye to see that. And that, again, was money wasted. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a short break, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM, the Plant Doctor Show, in just a minute. Give us a call. Number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914. And we're back, and uh be a great time to call in. We've got a little bit of time left. You can chime in about the uh, Wisconsin toll roads, uh, this uh, new idea that they have about eliminating... Uh, uh, any type of contest that would include the killing of wildlife in the state. How they're going to do away with big bug contests, I have no idea. But, uh, 
uh, you know, I can understand that to a degree, maybe, you know, like uh, if you're looking at, I don't even think uh, Wisconsin has uh, bounties on any animals anymore. I mean, they, I believe they used to have bounties on coyotes, but uh, I don't even think that's a uh, thing anymore. But I can almost understand that, but to me, you know, the contest, the people are not going out to shoot animals to win the contest. They're going out to shoot the animals for food, for the most part. Most Wisconsin hunters are out here hunting for food to fill up their freezers for the God knows long winters that we have. And, uh, you know, if you get a big buck, hey, that's gravy on top of the, you know, gravy on top of the meat or icing on top of the cake. But uh, if you wanted to weigh in on that, uh, the uh, amount of days kids seem to be getting off, and I had somebody uh, call, and it was a convention day for teachers today. We are working, uh, and we go to go to June 5th. Oh, they are going to June 5th now because of uh, the extra snow days that we had. But uh, in most years, uh, they're getting out towards the end of May and uh, don't go back until after uh, Labor Day. And, I mean, we used to go until, well, my graduation was on a Saturday, and I believe it was on the 25th or 27th of June, something like that. And the regular kids had classes the day before we had our graduation. So, I mean, we went up right up until the end of June. Summer vacation didn't start for us until, uh, you know, right before the 4th of July. Uh, and we still have enough time, too, if you want to chime in and let your uh, feelings be known on, uh, you know, Trump's State of the Union speech, too. If uh, you've got an opinion either which way. Go ahead and give us a call. Number down here at Wisdom is 785-7914, or you can shoot us a text at the same number. And, again, it's 785-7914. And, uh, yeah, going back to uh, this, it, the idea of uh, taking away these contests in the state of Wisconsin, that one really threw me for a loop. Uh because Wisconsin makes so much money. I mean, a good part of uh, the state's income is because of sportsmen. And, uh, you know, I just can't see how stopping that is going to be a good idea, very honestly. And there's not that many people out there that are, you know, shooting animals just to win these contests. I mean, if you disagree with me, find Danny. Go ahead and, uh, you know, let me know about it. It's uh, your opinion that makes up the show, not mine. But, oh, uh, anything else going on out there that we could cover? Uh, mental health days. Okay, that's going back to the school thing. Uh, the vaccinations and the... Questions that I popped up before, too, and at least the way that I feel about it, is we've got, uh, you know, if somebody doesn't want to vaccinate their children, you know, fine and dandy, but they should not be allowed to have their kids out in public places anymore. I mean, God forbid they should start, you know, uh, being little typhoid Marys or Johns. Uh, I just don't see the fairness behind that. 
It looks like we've got a couple of callers coming in, so I'm going to yeah. go ahead and jump over to the line one first. Tim on the State of the Union. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Or good evening. Yeah, wonderful. Um, uh, I went to the State of the Union the other, other night, and I thought it was the best piece stump I've ever had that I heard. Um, but I, I, I made a purpose of recording uh, Fox and then uh, MSN, mm-hmm. the, the post-speech analysis. Okay. I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. They were so amazingly different. I but bet they just, were. That was just <laughs> truly amazing to me. Yeah, I wish I would have thought of doing both of them. <laughs> yeah, that, I bet that, your camera that was angles were quite wild. a bit different, too. Sometimes you should try that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Okay, well, thank you, you Tim. Can, you bet. And we've got one other. Eric's back. Hello, Eric. Yeah, I, uh, it's a funny thing. I know that animals have to be called over the winter because they, if they don't, are not shot, they, then they will die in what this uh, absolute experiment we have. But uh, as far as uh, I wish you would be the new co- host of this program, more than anything, you're an honest, honest man. And uh, the last caller, the guy talked about MSNBC and the other. Mm-hmm. What a joke. What a joke. Thanks. Okay, thanks a lot. Uh, and that was Eric, I believe. You said, yep. right? Uh, thank you, Eric. And, uh, yeah, I am going to be, at least for the next couple of months, I will be doing the show every Friday night. So if uh, you like the way I do it, tune in. Uh, please do. And always, uh, and again, you do not have to agree with anything that I'm saying. If you disagree, hey, I like it too. And I will not even argue with you. Uh, this show is for your opinion just as much as it is for mine. Actually, it's for yours a lot more. I'm just here so I can talk a lot longer than you can. But, uh, you know, please go ahead and uh, feel free to give us a call in. And as uh, Tim was saying, uh, yeah, i got to agree. That would, that's a smart thing to do. I should have uh, recorded the different channels. I've got the HAPA. So, uh, and I could say that with an authentic New York accent, too. But, uh, so I could have done up to three different channels if I wanted, and that would have been really interesting. And also the different camera angles from uh, the different uh, news agencies. Uh, I know Fox has been making a big deal out of uh, some of the Democrats and the way they respond to things, and I know MSNBC and CNN has been making a big deal about the way some of the Republicans uh, responded to things. And I think it would be uh, pretty darn interesting all the way around. 